Welcome to another episode of the Supply Chain Ambassador Podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, helping you navigate the world of supply chain in a fun and engaging way. When it comes to competing for government contracts, a lot of onus is on the business operators to find the tender, read the RFPs, and prepare it in the exact right format. Sharing with me her experience in helping businesses navigate through competing for business for government contracts is Allison McMillan. Alison McMillan is a proposal writer who helps small businesses in British Columbia bid on municipal, federal, and provincial contracts. Her company, Jane Tech Inc., is launching a new brand that helps connect businesses with proposal writers. So be on the lookout for that. Welcome, Alison. Thanks for having me. Can you please share with us your journey and how you got to where you are? Yeah, thanks for asking. So I worked for about a decade in finance before I moved into my current position. And so I had a lot of experience performing analysis and project management and reading really long documents. And then as I was looking at the next stage of my career, I realized there was a big gap between what purchasing officers want and what procurement wants and what a small business of maybe one owner or one owner and maybe a couple admin support have the time to do to bid on government contracts. So a lot of those contracts, they don't even bother with them. And so I noticed there was a big gap between what a purchasing officer wants and what a business reasonably has time to do. And so that's where I come in. Yeah. That's excellent that you were able to find that gap that addresses such a pressing need. What would you say you love about your work? What I really love about the work is a lot of my clients really appreciate what I do. They usually have some experience in either RFPs on the procurement side or in responding to an RFP and they understand the complexities of it and that it is decentralized and that you need to make sure everything is correct for what that RFP is asking for. So they really appreciate being able to bid on a contract without necessarily having to take 10 to 20 hours of their own time that they can provide their quote past answers and I can put it in the correct format. And from that, I find that the government is a great client to have for my clients. They're very transparent. It's multi-year contracts, and with those multi-year contracts, my clients, they can invest in their business in other ways. They have a reliable source of revenue, which is extremely valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Have you heard any misconceptions about what you do? There's sometimes some misconceptions. Some people don't even understand that the government has to put out RFPs for lots of purchases. So people think the government doesn't buy what I do, and then... Sure enough, they absolutely do. Janitorial is one that people, I have a few clients and they hadn't even thought about selling to the government. And then they realized that there's about seven municipalities all within their area 
who all have different contracts. So it's interesting. And then another misconception that I find is people just didn't even know that I do what I do. People will think that I'm a grant writer when I say I help bid on government contracts, which I don't. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm not getting you free, in quotes, money from the government. I'm helping you get the government as a customer. <laughs> That's quite interesting. And can you share with us challenges that you've faced and how you've overcome them? Some challenges that I've faced are, I always tell my clients one of the most important things with government procurement is to have patience and to understand that things are not going to happen as quickly as you would like and to be patient with contract awards especially in the last two years everything has been a bit crazy so things take a little bit longer and you have to be okay with that and expect that so that would be one of the biggest challenges and then the other one is that it always comes down to patience because sometimes clients are impatient that they're they want a new opportunity right away and so these when as when rfps come up they'll come up and they're open for three to three weeks to two months and you have that window that you need to apply for it and you can't necessarily predict when that's going to be. Then the other challenge that people sometimes face is they don't understand that they can ask questions. If there's a scope in an RFP and they really disagree with one section of it and think that it's really unreasonable for that to be a part of the overall contract, you can ask the procurement officer about it. You can get that changed. People didn't, some people haven't understood that the reason why it's open is you can actually ask questions and you can make those changes while it's open. Absolutely. I definitely echo the patient's portion as well as the asking questions portion because as being in government procurement, a lot of our procurements has to be open, fair and transparent and we have to make mm -hmm. sure that it's a level playing field for everyone. It does take time. We have to prove without a shadow of a doubt that we've done the right due diligence. So yes, it's frustrating that the wheels don't turn as quick enough for suppliers, but it's really to make sure that it's done by the book. Procurement officers like myself, we love having questions. It helps us even change the wording of our procurements because sometimes we use jargon that maybe the industry and, and regular folk who have businesses don't quite understand. So thank you for really pointing out those amazing points. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. There's a lot of, I find that a lot of procurement officers that I talk with are really open and really inclusive and they want suppliers to succeed because the more people who are bidding on a contract, likely the better result for the government and ultimately how that money is spent. So they, I find that procurement officers are very friendly and they're very supportive and they're happy to answer questions. And if, if someone can point out a uh, potential issue and say, would this cover it? And then they'll go, yeah, that definitely would. Excellent. Any new exciting projects that you're currently working on? 
So as you said at the beginning, my exciting project that I'm working on is I'm working, I'm starting to connect with bid writers around the country so that I can launch Canada Bids by Jame Tech that will help connect small businesses with proposal writers like myself. I find that people, when it comes to proposal writing, they either do it themselves or they'll have someone like me, but then I reach capacity and I don't take on new clients. So there's a lot of people who could use my services. And so I'm working on that. That sounds really exciting. I'm glad that that's a solution that is available that I think people can definitely leverage. I wanted to just get your overall impression on your clients and their approach to wanting to work with the government. What are the positives and negatives and just their general overview of how to work with the government in your experience? Yeah, so my experience so far has, there's stages to the procurement process from the supplier side. It's finding the potential RFP, preparing your response, and then theoretically being awarded the contract and starting work with them. I find that their experience, they don't love going to new websites all the time. <laughs> there's... <laughs> So many websites and they all have their own nuances and also with Canada Buys launching soon. Also, I'm still on buyandsell.gc.ca. <laughs> I find that they don't want to go to another website, so that's how they'll miss contracts. And then from that, I find that they can maybe provide the service, but they don't want to read a 30 to 50 page RFP, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> But those 30 to 50 page RFPs are very important to read. So it's nice to be able to, they have their answers. They know their insurance level. They know whether or not they're with WorkSafe BC. They know what they're, all of those answers so that you can compare it to that. And then they can just answer what they want to, which is what's my price? Here are my references. Here are my past project examples. It's, it's interesting to see because I've had clients that maybe they even won a contract a while ago, but they just, don't bother bidding on it because they don't have the time to read those RFPs. Fascinating. What advice can you give to our listeners? So for the procurement officers and everyone who's listening, I one want to give a shout out because I actually think PSPC does a really good job at a lot of the RFPs that I see. I find the mandatory criteria is very clearly communicated. I find it's extremely fair. Sometimes I've seen, say for project management, they expect a 20 page project plan in the RFP response specific to whatever the RFP is about. And that's a big ask for someone to create before they've even got the contracts. And I find that PSPC does a really good job understanding what's reasonable to expect someone to do before they've gotten the contract. And then for the companies that are thinking about bidding on government contracts or who have been bidding on government contracts, my number one recommendation is always to really review the scope and understand what you're bidding on. I have had it where I need to go over it with clients multiple times to make sure that they understand what they'll be servicing, how often they have to service it, and making sure that is done correctly because that's how you have to quote it correctly. If you don't do that, then you could potentially put yourself in a really bad situation. That's wonderful. And any call to action to share to our listeners? If anybody wants to 
get in touch with me, I'm Allison McMillan on LinkedIn, as well as my website is www.canadabids.ca. And I'm hoping to launch that service in early 2023. Right now is my aim. Like I was saying, right now I'm working on connecting with bid writers to who can do the work and that takes time and it's all about patience because I want to make sure everyone has the right training and is able to do the job well. Wow, thank you, Allison. We've covered quite a bit of very valuable information today, talking about the aspect of working with the government and asking questions, right? And also working with, with Tech and the service that you provide in terms of just removing all that uh, difficulty in navigating government procurement. So I think that's very valuable because uh, yes, government websites, they're proliferated everywhere with rules everywhere and nuances everywhere. So having one spot where all that's gathered and put in a... <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I was working on, so I was working on just a list of all of the different websites, the bonfires, the bids and tenders, Mercs, all of them and then I was looking at all the different rules and in the Northwest Territories I believe they still have it that you need to advertise in the newspaper for one week really yeah it's still a it's a requirement if you're going to bid and I was like wow how do I get up there for those people <laughs> maybe I should be advertising next to them <laughs> fascinating and that's why you never know until you ask. So thank you for coming down to really sit with me to do this podcast. And that's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's been really good. Mm -hmm.